Welcome back to the Voluntary Vixens. Um, today, it's just me, Jesse. Um, Maddie is taking a break from all of the craziness of podcasting. But today, I have Dave from The Morning Drive with David. And we're going to talk about something kind of serious. Um, you want to say hello? Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's me, Dave. And, um, you know, Dave has been through um, a school shooting himself when he was in high school. And I brought him on because we're talking a lot about gun control, school shootings, and all that in the news today. And I feel like, Dave, you especially have a lot of insight to this whole scenario. Um, And I I just want to let you just kind of explain your story or describe your story to us in any way you want to, because I know this is probably not the most pleasant thing to look back on, but can you kind of let our audience know a little bit, just your story? Absolutely. Um, First, as always, it's wonderful talking and seeing you. Um, (laughs) I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, Well, mine happened a while back. It was uh, November 15th, 1995. I went to to a little K through 12 school. I went there from second grade to the day I graduated. And um, so it was like a, a small rural school. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm just going to tell you about that day and then we'll go on with whatever we got to talk about. Um, before the first bell rang, it was like before school got started. You know, when everybody's in the hallways, everybody's just, you know, catching up with what happened, you know, the night before, the weekend before. And um, everybody's trying to find their way to their homeroom. Well, I was sitting in my homeroom. I was fixing to start working on the homework that I was supposed to be had done that night before. And um, I realized I'd forgotten my pencil out in my locker. So I started heading out of the room, went down the hall to the locker to go towards my locker. When um, the first thing that I heard, it sounded like, somebody let off a firecracker, uh, like one of those little black cats or something like that. And we'd had, you know, our, like I said, our school was rural. It, it, they, we, you know, did practical jokes and pranks on each other all the time. We, you know, took fish from biology class and put it in each other's lockers. We, you know, stink bombs. I mean, you name it. So, I mean, hearing a firecracker wasn't that big of a surprise. And, um, then I heard another firecracker and it was, um, I was almost out to the main hall. I I just my the room I was in was like a little offshoot from the main hall, and um, I was headed out that way when I heard a second firecracker, and I just got this feeling that it wasn't a firecracker, and uh, so I mean I just kind of started making out that way, and that's when I saw everybody running towards me, and um, kind of started the the wave of students kind of pushed me back back into the little offshoot that I was coming out of. And about that time I saw Jamie Rouse is his name, um, come into view with a little, he had a little 22, I think it's a Remington Viper. And, um, they were pulling me, you know, the students were all kind of trying to get to get out of the hallway. So about the time I saw him, about the time I saw him raise up his rifle, I was pushed out of view. And then I heard another firecracker. And at that time I noticed that I realized it wasn't, a firecracker and um that's when he shot a i was a sophomore at the time he saw a shot a freshman named diane collins and um, i think the only reason why he stopped was because um i think he was aiming he was aiming for our football coach slash disciplinarian which would have been uh coach Shirey, and accidentally shot diane in the neck and mm. i think that had a lot to do with him stopping because he shot the wrong person. The first person he had shot, the first firecracker, was um, a teacher by the name of Miss Foster. She was my typing teacher. And then the second one was Miss Yancey. She was my science teacher. Um, he killed Miss Foster and um, shot Miss Yancey in the head, but it didn't kill her. It, it messed her up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And then he shot Diane. And then, of course, everybody's all in the classroom by that point and um, not really knowing what's going on. Uh, we knew what was going on, but didn't know what was going on outside the door, you know? And um, I don't remember 
much more after that. I remember school being dismissed. I remember um, getting a ride at least to the end of my street where I lived and walking the rest of the way home. And, um, but it is, I, I talked about it on one of my episodes a while back and what's weird is I don't remember anything after the weeks after, I don't remember how long we were out of school. I don't remember much anything after that day, you know, and in relation to that day, um, I do know what it's like whenever you go back to the school and you, know, you, you walk the halls where people have been killed. It's, it's a, it's a very surreal feeling. I still get that feeling 20 something years later when I go down that hallway, it just, right. um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I know what it's like and now granted mine's not to the, to the magnitude or the numbers of some of these school shootings that happen, you know, but it's, um, it's definitely something that, that sticks with you. Oh yeah. Now when this all happened, I don't remember this cause this was like, a long time ago, 1995. I think I was also in high school. That's how old I am. But um, I'm just thinking, like, I don't remember there being a, a huge outroar of, like, we need to take guns away from people. Uh, we need to crack down on gun control laws and stuff like that. I don't remember that. Did that happen? Do you remember it being like that when you were, when this, no. after this all happened? It seems no, like, I mean, our, yeah. our schools made some adjustments, like to the dress code and stuff like that, because the dude was hiding the rifle underneath the trench coat. You mm-hmm. know, it was pretty easy to, to hide it. But, I mean, there were some procedural things done at the school. Like, they started putting cameras up. They started, um, one, I mean, and they were trying to anything. They made us all tuck in our shirts, you know, so we couldn't hide some in our waistband. Uh, they, they dressed the... They adjusted the dress code for a while, but after a while, that kind of went away. Um, and this was at a time when, I mean, just a few years before that, I had some hunter safety in my in my school. I mean, we took shotguns to school and shot went skeet shooting behind the school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. There were plenty of people who still had rifles in the back of their, you know, back window of the truck. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. And so, I mean, no, but no, there wasn't this big outcry for, you know, gun control or nothing. It was... You know, the story barely made it to Nashville, you know, yeah. it wasn't something they really. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things that is different is if that were to happen today, it would be all over. I mean, there would be right. people in other countries that hear about it. Right. Where, you know, back then we didn't have social media and everybody didn't have a camera in their pocket and didn't have TikTok, you know. So it's just it's it's the information spreads a whole lot further and a whole lot faster than it used to. Yeah, I'd like I think that the first time I heard about a school shooting was Columbine and I had already graduated by then. And I remember thinking to myself that, damn, I am so glad I don't I'm not in high school anymore because what we were thinking about is how all the kids were going to have to start wearing clear plastic backpacks. They were going to have to change their dress code. And a lot of schools started adopting uniforms. Even public schools had like a uniform, at least here in where I'm from. And um, that was like the we just thought, well, that's just extra annoying. We didn't, but we I still don't remember there being this huge need to make a public statement about gun control. That didn't kind of happen until later. Um, but it seems like after Columbine. It's like every school shooting got just blown up in the news. And, Absolutely. Um, and then gun control became more of an issue. Um, and I'm just curious because, like, you actually went through this. Um, so did any of your friends, did any of the people that you were in school with, did any of you guys ever think, like, well, I need to get rid of my guns because this is – I don't want this to ever happen no. again. <laughs> <laughs> you no, were like I mean, fast it, with that. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it, it that wasn't even a thought that came into anybody's mind. I mean, like I said, it was it was a squirrel gun, so it's not like anybody was going after banning, you know, a twenty-two. I mean, it was mm-hmm. we, we, we saw those as a souped-up BB gun, as far as we were concerned. I mean, and I had another friend of mine, um, 
a little before then. He got um, shot and killed accidentally by his stepbrother. They were uh, turtle hunting down at their pond. And, you know, both, they were all friends. We all played with each other. I mean, he lived within, within walking distance. So we spent a lot of time together. Spent a lot of time down at that pond hunting turtles. And he uh, took aim on a turtle and his stepbrother stood up right in front of him as soon as he pulled the trigger and it oh, killed him. God. And I mean, so, but, you know, so, and, and that's what kills me is a lot of people, when they hear how I feel about firearms, they're like, well, you know, you've never been through this. You've never seen, had your friends killed. And I'm like, no, I've, I've had my friends killed, you know, and, and I've been through the school shooting and it doesn't to me is, you know, I didn't, whenever I was coward in that room, in that classroom, I didn't know what kind of rifle he had. I, I didn't care. You know, I, I didn't know if it was his or his dad's or his brother's or any of that. I mean, all I, all I knew was I wish somebody out there would have had some kind of firearm to stop him. And I think the only reason why, like I said, he did stop was I think it was because he shot Diane. And I think that made him hesitate. And that's whenever, when the teachers was able to wrestle him to the ground. Mm -hmm. But if he didn't care who he shot, then he would have kept firing. And yeah, I think those mag those little magazines hold like eight to 10 shots. So, I mean, it's, you know, he could have done a lot more damage, but I think the reason why he didn't was somebody acted. And it seems like a lot of times with these new school shootings, they're, they're not personally connected to the, the students. Right. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you had someone there that could fire back quickly, I mean, that's me. That's how I feel about it. If people ask me what I think you should do. I said, well, I know plenty of teachers out there that carry. Mm -hmm. Why not let them carry concealed in the school? Don't let nobody know. Don't tell the students. Don't tell other teachers. You know, just the principal and the school board need to know. And that's it. I mean, that way there's somebody there that can actually do something. Right. Especially since we know the cops won't do anything at this point. As we've seen. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just this time. I mean, the Parkland shooting as well. I mean, yep. think about all, like, I, I keep thinking about all of the situations. Like, I think about Sandy Hook even, and it took them a long time to go, get involved in there as well before they even get got the kids out. But, and there's also just seems to be at this point, like, one of the things that they did with the Parkland shooting, I guess, is they, they trotted out these kids and used them as political pawns to make a statement about gun control. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that is one of the things that I kind of found disgusting because I think there's still a debate on whether or not some of them even were actually in the building when it happened. But um, that's just me. But I also think that, um, you know, they didn't listen to the other side because there was like Kyle Kashif, um, who definitely said that the only way to get you know, stop a shooting is to have a, someone shoot the shooter. So, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> that. Um, so he was not on their side on that. And I don't know how, isn't it kind of odd? Like the only person that me and you basically, uh, we keep, uh, I guess trolling on, uh, Twitter is, um, uh, David, David hog. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, he's the only one we hear from anymore. What about the other kids? I don't even remember their names anymore. Like we don't hear from the other ones now. Like, and no, then we. I, I mean, what kills me is you know it, it's a. I, I ran across this lady on TikTok. I followed her for a while, and she pointed out. She said, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, there's been a hundred some some odd number of mass shootings this year alone, and you know, and she was like, yeah, but you haven't heard about them all. All you did yeah. was get statistics because, I mean, that's the thing about it is, you know, a mass shooting is considered four or more victims. Mm -hmm. And she was like, but the only ones you hear about the ones that could be used politically. You don't hear about the gang shootouts and in, in inner yes. cities. You don't hear about, you know, somebody driving by and shooting a bunch of kids because they're aiming at some person and they just fire. You don't hear about none of those. All you either hear about mainly, and I mean, I may sound like an asshole, but you either hear about a bunch of white kids getting killed mm -hmm. or you hear about a bunch of black kids or black people getting killed by a white person. Mm -hmm. but that's it. If, if, if those bodies can be used as political fodder, then they will blow it up. But if it's, you know, 
you know, a, a white, you know, if, if it's what I guess you could say is acceptable, you know, mm-hmm. victims, then they don't care. And so, no, when they start talking about all oh, we care about saving lives, I'm like, no, you don't. You, you, you never you don't talk about all this other crap. You know, all you talk about is what can be used to try to pull at uh, some kind of heartstrings or to get some attention. And I was talking to, you know, sword and scale, right? Mike Boudet. Right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I follow him on Facebook and I was on a, on a, uh, a thread of his and, you know, he just posted, he said my, something about uh, my rights shouldn't be taken away because of your fears or something like that. And uh, so I started, you know, I started just needling people in the comment section because it was they were the comment section was full of the same tropes. The whole you care about guns when you do kids. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the small penis crap. The, oh, you know, God. <laughs> yeah. So tell me I was just having fun with them. And this one woman, she was pulling all of them out. And finally, I said, you know, look, I, I appreciate you giving me something to do. I was kind of bored. My son's taking a bath. But now I got to go do stuff. Uh, I was like, if you want to actually have a debate, come come with some, you know, some facts and a little bit of logic and less emotion. I said, you know, the 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 consistent use of all caps doesn't help. The overuse of exclamation points doesn't help. The uh, the the played out 1932 joke of about a small penis doesn't help. I said, you know, you brush up on your arguments and you might actually gain some ground. Oh, she got pissed. She got real pissed. <laughs> but I mean, they always get mad when you tell them just just support your argument with data, please. And then they get oh, yeah, cause, mad because they don't have any data. <laughs> yeah, that's what started out with. She was like, uh, I said, you know, I would be cool. But I mean, you got people still talking about taking my guns and you got now Joe Biden coming out. You know, t- trying to talk bad about uh, a nine millimeter can make, co- blow oh, a long out of somebody's body or some stupid shit like that. And she was like, nobody's coming for your guns. I said, yes, they are. They talk about it all the time, wanting to ban AR-15s. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, they should. I said, so you think they should come after my guns? That's what you're saying. And then of AR course, stands for assault rifle. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. And 15 is the uh, 1500. <laughs> the number of people check. that you can kill in one round. <laughs> <laughs> so then, <laughs> some of these people so then she's like as they should and i was like what about my ar-7 should they come after that she's like oh, of course they should nobody should have weapons of war and i'm just i'm laughing because my ar-7 is a 22 and i'm like it's not a, a weapon of war and, and so but i mean i just kept on with her until i got bored and then i moved on but i mean yeah, she brought them all out you know, you're trying to overcompensate. You don't have kids, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm done with you. And, but that's what started out was the fact that whenever I pointed out that they are trying to come for my guns because I do own an AR-15, then she changed the subject. You know, she was mm-hmm. like, well, then you shouldn't have one. Explain to me why you need one. Of course, then I told her, I said, well, if our rights were based off needs, we'd be communist Russia. Right. You know? And of course, she was like, and now you're comparing it to Russia? Oh, my God, you're a red flag, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, God, this is funny. I was having Whatever. a lot of fun. It's funny how, like, you would think that when people are presented with um, facts and data that they would have no choice but to change their mind. But it's oh. when they double down they more. They change the subject. Or, yeah, and they get, or they just get mad and start calling calling you, like, small penis fuckhead guy or whatever, yeah, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but um, I was just... I was just thinking too, like I was talking to somebody this morning, we were talking about, um, about like school shootings and there was, um, he, he mentioned to me that the, like, I think it was in 1990, they passed the, um, gun free school zones act. So I was like, wow, back in 1990, they did that. So I'm just curious to see how many school shootings were before 1990 and then after, Oh, see, that's one of the best things, too. Um, somebody was talking about how, you know, school shootings didn't happen before Columbine or whatever. And uh, so there's a video out there. I got it somewhere. It was some dude looked back and he found school shootings that were happening in the 1800s. Yeah. You know, and it was like, 
one, two, three a year, something like that, where some, you know, usually it's done over jealousy or somebody go target the teacher or something like that. But it did happen. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, and the big difference is the news. You know, it's like I said, you know, shooting in Ohio, I, I wouldn't have heard about that before, you know. But now people in Dagum Europe are going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. it it's well, just the way it gets played up. I One of my coworkers is actually, we were talking about this particular, this last shooting in Uvalde, and she was saying, we've got to do something. I mean, we've got to have waiting periods we need to have background checks and i'm like check check we already do that and then she's like well we need to limit how many bullets we have in magazines check we already do that and i was just like we do everything that you guys keep saying to do it's like you don't even pay attention to the fact that you get we've given you everything you've asked for and you still want more so yes we do at this point believe you want to take our guns because our Republican leaders who are all a bunch of spineless pussies keep giving you guys exactly what you asked for. And then these things continue to keep happening regardless because criminals don't follow laws. Sociopaths don't care (laughs) about the law or about hurting other people and they'll do it no matter how, however they can do it. So, Oh yeah. I mean, there's already a law. That should stop it all. And that's the whole, you know, you can't kill somebody. Yeah, but that should they don't, have been it. Okay. They're like, oh, I don't care about that one. So you think really a gun law is going to be a problem? Of course, like I said, too, uh, I told somebody before, I was like, I think I posted a meme not, and the other day. It was uh, some of the effect when people start talking about gun control. I think about a 3D printer. Like, what are you going to do? You're never you know? going to stop and of it. Of course, I use I use the uh, the the. Um, Oh, what's that movie called with the little mermaid? The little mermaid. Little mermaid. <laughs> I'm like curious yeah, where this movie? is going now. Where's that? Where's that? What's that movie with the little mermaid? Oh yeah, the little mermaid. But now it's like you know how in that part where she says, you know, if you want to, you want thingamabobs, I got twenty. I used a, uh, I made a meme out of that little scene where she's like, you know, you. Uh, you want thingamabobs and turns around, open to a box, and it's got like the lower of a Glock that's been 3D printed. And it says, I'll print you 20. You know, it's just, you're not going to be able to stop it. You're not going to be yeah. able to stop 3D printing. And I mean, they're trying, they're trying, but, and they tried before, but it didn't work. It's out there. And so, I mean, gun control is just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a talking point now. It, it's nothing that's going to actually work. They can try to abandon. They tried to ban assault, assault rifles in quotes. Um, there's like 20 million. The last number I heard was 20 million AR-15s in the United States. But that is the only ones that have serial numbers. You know, you mm-hmm. 3D print a lower. You don't have to put a, I, I got one right now. It's not 3D printed. It's 80% lower than I machine. And there's no serial number on it. I mean, I can't sell it legally or nothing like that, but I don't plan to. But it's legal for you to manufacture your own firearm. It, it's part of the law. And, but I mean, most of the time, whenever, now I am trying to figure out, you know, how this dude that did the Uvalde shooting. Oh, here we go. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, how we, how we got the weapons, how we got the money mm-hmm. for the weapons, how we got the truck. Cause he didn't have a license. I mean, I wonder how many either, either I want to know how many laws he broke or who helped him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, you know, call me, you know, uh, uh, Alex Jones conspiracy theorist, but that sounds like an FBI operation to me. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Well, they're already investigating the FBI being involved in the um, Buffalo shooting, which was just like a couple of weeks before that, right? So, yep. Um, they're seeing they're they're trying to see if there's like a connection between that guy and then this shooting, but. I have a feeling it's going to turn into another Las Vegas situation where we'll just scrub it from our memories and we won't ever find out. Oh, they're already talking about wanting to destroy the school and you've out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's very convenient. You know, it's, it, they're just, like you said, they're going to sweep it up underneath the rug. You ain't going to hear nothing about it. And I don't think that they just, expect people to ask these questions, you know, like they have these, they have these like mass shootings and they think that they can use like this to take away our guns, but then they, 
then all the questions start popping up and they just ignore it. Because I, I, I almost don't think they don't expect us to, to ask any further. And then we always do. And it's like, you know, so oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, you don't care about kids? Why are you asking these questions? You don't care about kids? We're just supposed to bang guns. What are you talking about? Which is ah. which is also another funny thing because the whole situation with the Roe v. Wade leak coming out and all these people were just like ready to burn down buildings because they wanted the right to kill their babies suddenly care about kids a couple weeks later when there's yeah. a school shooting, right? Funny how that works. So I so love the sure. logical inconsistencies of the left. It's just so much fun. Of course, I did point out that uh, somebody somebody in that same stupid comment section came up with the, uh, oh, oh, I guess you think Obama's going to come take your guns. You know, and I'm like, well, why are you even <laughs> talking about Obama? Obama hasn't been relevant for quite some time, peeps. <laughs> and, I t- and, I, and I even told him, I said, dude, I said, Trump, Donald Trump did more for gun control than Obama ever did. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know where you're coming at with this. And I said, I said, and, you know, and I did tell him, I said, no, it's not going to be the Democrats are going to talk. The Democrats are the ones yelling and screaming about gun control. But it'll be Republicans that get it through because mm-hmm. the Republican Party is the ones you've got to convince. Yeah, you know, they're, they're the party you've got to convince. And. If you can, can, you know, they get a Donald Trump up there to convince them that, you know, well, this is like with bump stock bans. Hey, this is just right. something that we need to do to, you know, make them happy or to calm them down. How many times are you going to do that? You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, you're going to be, you're only going to be allowed to have a bolt action 22, you know, a single shot, <laughs> single shot break action. And it, it's I, gonna make it better. I mean, do these people not realize, though, that people can make bombs? And they can stab. I mean, it's if you want to do a mass murder, you can hit people with cars like one dude in Wisconsin. Um, you can build bombs. You can do all kinds of things where you kill people en masse. It doesn't have to be a gun. In fact, it's like one of the main things that happened in, um, I don't know if, it, if people even remember that far back, but like, was it? I believe it was still when um, Obama was president. It was like towards the end of his last uh, administration. But there was a big mass attack that happened in London. No, France. And it was a, a bomb that went off. But they also, there were people shooting as well. So as less I remember, you weren't allowed to have a gun in France. So how did that happen? But you, but you can make a car bomb. Yeah, so you can make a car bomb. Effective. And somehow people managed to get guns into France, <laughs> into Paris, in order to shoot up people at, sitting at cafes. But whatever, you know, like that is a perfect example of how these laws won't stop people from oh, absolutely. breaking laws. So, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. And it's like I told somebody before, so you can't legislate evil. You You can't stop somebody from doing an evil act no law is going to stop anyone and the only thing you can do is prepare yourself for it i mean there there was a a podcast i used to listen to a while back and the host said something that always stuck with me was it's a lot easier to to fix a leaky boat than to calm a stormy sea Mm -hmm. which means that you know you can sit out there while your boat's leaking and be all like you know i wish the storm would calm i wish the sea would calm down i wish everybody it would make it easier for me instead of fixing her own daggum boat. I mean, me, I'm like, you know, it's a lot easier for me to carry and protect for myself and my family than to hope everybody else acts right. You know what I'm right. saying? That's exactly what it comes down to. Because you can't control what other people do. You can only can take, take control over yourself and your family. And that's what guns can do for you. It can be a way to protect yourself and your family from the psychopaths out there. And also to be able to step in because the police won't. If you live in the hood, you know that it's going to take the cops a long time to get there. If you live out in the country, you know it's going to take a long time for the cops to get there. Now, one of the main reasons why people who live in the hood, even if they're not allowed to have a gun, have a gun. And why people out in the country have a gun. Because they know that the cops won't get there in time. And that's just the truth. I got at least uh, uh, the fastest, maybe a 30 minute response time if I call 911. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time they get here, the body's going to be cold. You know, so I'm just, 
I just mm-hmm. like, no, the cops ain't no good for me. I mean, we'll call them to give them a heads up, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, y'all, might, y'all might want to come get your boys laying in my living room floor. You know, that's just. Oh, I know. But no. and he, I even live in the city where I, in the town I'm in. I live in the city. And when I've called the police before, it still took them a good, like, 15 to 20 minutes to get there. And because I had like a crazy, a literal crazy person who attacked our house. He was schizophrenic and he punched our front window in with his fist. And um, my daughter was a baby back then. I was actually taking a nap because she was down for a nap. And I remember just waking up to broken glass. And I looked out the window and there was a dude in my front yard who was literally, you could tell he was hearing voices or something or possessed. So I ran upstairs to get my daughter and I called, I called the police, but the police, I still had time to call my, my husband and my parents in between the time it took me, took them to get there. And my, um, my husband got there maybe like a couple minutes after the cops did. And my husband was all the way out. Like he was about 30 minutes away. So I'm just saying like, I could have been, I could have been dead if that guy really wanted to do something to me. Oh, absolutely. So it's just one of those things where it sucks that it's true, but it's true. And I don't think that people live in reality anymore. Like, that's one of the things I'm wondering is all these people that really want gun control, they get really worked up and sad and angry because we still live in it. Like, we still live in a country that has all these problems. Why do we have all these problems and none of the other countries have these problems? Which is not true. Um, you know, there's good different ones. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) all I'm saying is that it, they're not living in reality because number one, our, our country has problems just like every other country. I mean, like I, we were just talking about France still has problems with, um, terrorist gangs building bombs and shooting people. Um, England's had multiple bombing attacks on public transportation, at concerts, in public areas. They've had people hit by cars on um, on major bridges. Um, most of Europe in general has been having issues with terrorists um, because they keep allowing in certain groups of people that just don't mesh with the culture. And, um, you know... China has their issues, too. And, like, one of the things I was talking about with um, my friend was that, you know, it seems on paper like they have less, like, mass shootings and violence than we do. But they also, they don't have guns, but they have other ways of killing people en masse. And on top of that, they don't keep records as well as we do. So they can look, especially China. China looks really good on paper, but we all know that it's not the safest place to live. <laughs> so no, and it's like I it's like I tell people too though is that whenever they compare us to other countries, they're like, you know, what about all these other countries? I'm like, look, but that's not us. We're not built like mm-hmm. other countries. We don't firearms are in the DNA. It's like I said, <laughs> those are my as if a fire a firearm is in the DNA of the tapestry that weaves our flag. If that makes sense. I said, we were, we got our freedom by firearms. We protect mm-hmm. ourselves with firearms. Firearms is, is part of our DNA. And, you know, I said, and also our relationship with our government's different than other, mm-hmm. you know, countries. And our relationship within ourselves, uh, with each other. I said, you know, a lot of countries are, are homogenous. You know, you got the same kind of people that mm-hmm. has the same kind of upbringing, that has the same kind of values. So, yeah, they're going to get along. I said, hell, we got you know, from one neighborhood to the next that don't get along, you know, because they got different values. And yeah, where there, where you have difference in values and difference and stuff like that is when you're going to have problems. And so, yeah, that's the reason why there's an issue here. So, I mean, if we don't, I would rather have gang shootings than gang car bombs. You know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. That's just me. I mean, I, I'd rather somebody roll up with, you know, a Mac 10 and, and kill like five people than to, you know, set up a, a couple of car bombs at the neighborhood, you know, the neighboring neighborhoods swap me, you know, that's just, they don't know what they're asking. I'm like, if you take the guns away, they're going to find other more violent means. And, and there will be no way. To yeah. And it's not addressing the underlying issue because like, that's another thing we were talking about. It seems like 
and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I just feel like young people today are becoming more and more um, lacking in empathy. Like they just don't care about other people anymore. We have, that's why I think the gun control issue becomes such a heated debate because it's like, why should you have a gun? Why do you need a gun? Because they're only thinking about things from their perspective and they can't put themselves in other people's shoes and try to fill out like what that, why somebody else would make a different choice than they would. And that's another awesome. reason why we have such a divide. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's why I tell people even like with about abortion, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, the way I feel about it. And I, I understand there are some medical needs for it. I mean, I, I've had a friend who their baby died in their womb and because they weren't allowed to have an abortion, which is a medical procedure, mm-hmm. they weren't able to remove the baby. She had to push that dead baby out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so that's the reason why I don't think a, a broad ban abortion works because, you know, some people are thinking about it. Oh, that means killing babies. But nobody's thinking about the other things abortion means. But then again, I don't, you know, then then you get the other side saying, oh, this is just about women's rights, women's bodies, right to choose. I'm like, I get that. But at some point, don't you think after maybe the sixth abortion, because you can't stop getting knocked up, should be a place for you to stop? Mm-hmm. And of course, it all comes around to me saying just because of the way I feel about me and people I know shouldn't dictate what somebody else does with their body. I, I feel the same way about firearms. And but the people you were talking about, they, they don't like empathy. They are full of empathy for people that agree with them. <laughs> for you know, uh, for the people on Facebook that they don't even know to 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 virtue signal their empathy, they're good at that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to, you know, they 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 have tons of empathy for kids they don't even know, but when it, or you don't even interact with. But when it comes to, well, how am I supposed to stop somebody if they break in my house and come after my family? Well, they don't care because I guess your kid's death is. Okay, as long as it can save theoretically somebody else's life, you know. I think that a lot of the issue is we have now is we growing up, you and I are about the same age. Mm -hmm. We didn't have this. We didn't have all these, you know. Well, at least if there was, we didn't know about it. About all this political discussion and all this other crap, we didn't care. I didn't care. I I mean, when I was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, all I was thinking about was, hey, what am I going to do this weekend? You know, I didn't care about who we're at war with, or, you know, who, what happened in another state. And most of the time, I think it's because these, the younger generation feels, feels, again, it's all about feelings, mm-hmm. about, um, they feel that they should, and life should be a certain way because somebody else's life was a certain way. Whenever we grew up, you know, I had only people that had influence on my way of thinking, the relationship with my parents, stuff like that was my friends or my family or people in my surrounding area that pretty much had the same upbringing. Mm-hmm. But now a kid from Podunk, you know, t- Tennessee can talk to some other kid in San Francisco on the internet. Well, why can't my life be like that? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't I have, you know, what they got? And it's like, well, because it's dumb. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to let you roam the streets at 12 years old at midnight because, you know, and, <laughs> It's just, it's. I mean, I might just be going off on a tangent and a ramble, but I think that our culture has significantly changed in the past 20 years, and I don't think it itself knows how to deal with it. So you get kids that have no connection with nobody except, you know, maybe they got a few online friends, but that's about it. Yeah. So they have no empathy towards real people. So going into a school and shooting a whole bunch of people they don't know is not a problem. And I'm getting right. tired of people blaming Blaming movies, blaming video games. I'm like, I listen yeah. to some of the most violent music, watched violent movies, played violent video games, and I never thought that was okay to do ever. So I mean, I just you made a good, you made a, a really interesting point about like the online friends thing because you know when we were growing up, we didn't have, we weren't able to have online friends until like probably around high school. So when we were just kids, we had to be friends with people in our neighborhood people in our school, our family. So we had to have face-to-face connections with people. And there, I don't care what you say, 
when you can't communicate with somebody and see their face and hear the changes in their tone of voice, because kids today will have a full on complete conversation via text. Have you noticed that? Oh, I can't. Like I can't they do will, that. they will have arguments with their boyfriends or girlfriends over text, like have this complicated like text conversation. And they all end up like misconstruing everything because you can't hear their voice. You can't see their face. You don't know. You just don't really know how a person really feels by text. And so you can't have a true conversation. But we have a whole generation of people that have had these, quote unquote, deep connections with people without ever really seeing their face and without ever hearing their voice. And and then now on top of that, like for the past couple of years, we've been putting masks on people's faces we've been making them stay indoors and even do that even more and shut out like these kids ability to socialize even more than it are than before so i kind of don't feel that surprised that something like this has happened because i think like we've turned the the last couple years has probably just ramped up like all these these feelings of anger and frustration towards society even more but I, there is a whole generation that they don't know how to truly connect or communicate with people like our generation has had to because we didn't have the Internet to check out, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember my first online interaction with somebody was, was in a little chat room when I was like 15. I went down to the library and I think I ended up talking to this like 40-something-year-old woman that wanted to have <laughs> You know, dude, and I'm like, and that scared the shit out of me. I was like, this is, I don't, because it started out, I thought it was like a kid like me, you know, there was a little chat room, you know, but no, it, it turned out not to be who, that's the reason why, I think that's the reason why some, some people consider me overprotective of my kids. And I'm like, well, one, you're a parent, in my opinion, you can never be overprotective, but mm-hmm. I was like, because I've, I, I did that. I, I know there's people that you meet online that ain't who they are at all. And, I think they're too trusting in people they don't know instead mm-hmm. of trusting the people that you do know. I mean, that's just me. I think, like you said, I think there's a big humanity disconnect where you just don't have that interaction. You don't have that. I don't know. There's something like, there's something a lot, a lot to be said for actually being like physically with somebody talking to them. Yes. I mean, even this, you know, even mm-hmm. over Skype or whatever, it's not the same. I mean, I could see you, you could see me, you could see, we could see gestures, but it's not the same. Yeah. And then just, I mean, just think about how many times like you've texted with somebody and they got pissed off at you or you got mad at them or you were thinking you might be mad at them because you didn't, the tone of the text just didn't hit right. You know, just think about how many times that has happened in like that's probably happened to everybody who's listening to this right now. That's that's just one of the main things that has always driven me crazy because it's like whenever I'm having a text conversation with people and it goes sideways, I'm always like, let's just get on the phone and talk because I don't think we're hearing each other. Because I'm not like I typically don't try to fight with my friends and family. I don't try to be that kind of person. So if something's getting misinterpreted, then it needs like we need to hear each other because something's not right. But I don't think most people do that. And I think like I think especially in this if you know, if the FBI wasn't involved in this last shooting, <laughs> there's <laughs> definitely something going on with this kid where he was not able to connect with his peers and he fell outside of um, the group and didn't feel like he belonged. And. That's probably, I hate to say it, but it's probably on him because he probably didn't do what he needed to to get out there. And I think that's a big problem. That's why we see like this incel movement. I've been I've been following this page on Instagram and it's like this just a bunch of incels on there. And they always make they they are either making fun of black people, making fun of Jews, and they're always making fun of women as being just such like idiots, like all women are just so dumb. And, you know, you know, I'm not a feminist at all, but it is kind of like you do start when you start seeing that kind of stuff, it does make you a little nervous. Like these people might be at the grocery store 
where I live and I might run into somebody like that and they're talking about how it's okay to hit women. And, but these are people who don't try to get out of their comfort zone and try to meet people. Like they stay in their basement and they just, they have their thoughts and they only consume stuff that, you know, fits their thought processes and confirms their biases. And they just stew in that constantly. And so it's really, huh? You say there there are people that actually like, like me, I'll troll. Like I'll be like, Oh no, it's a woman driving type thing. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to be smart. But there are people that actually feel that way. Oh yeah. I saw a video of, it was like a couple and the, the husband or boyfriend was, 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 they're out somewhere and the boat just wouldn't start. And she's, I guess, got the camera on herself and her boyfriend's in the background and she just starts laughing. And I don't know why she was laughing, but you just see him elbow her in the face and then the video stops. And so, I mean, it looked intentional to me and I can understand he's probably thinking she's laughing at him. So that, that wasn't nice. But that probably that wasn't right. <laughs> and the thing that was I mean, bothersome to me was not the video. It was like the comments, really, that were just like, well, it, that's um, somebody was like, if that was my girlfriend, she'd have two black eyes. And it was just like more and more comments about how it's just OK to hit women if they laugh at you kind of stuff. And I'm like, honey, like you don't ever need to date anybody then because like. <sighs> Women laugh. Yeah, we laugh at we laugh at stuff all the time. I mean, my, my wife laughs at me all the time. But then again, I laugh at her too. So I mean, it's yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> as long as you're laughing at each other, that's the point. Like, don't it's and that thing. It's because people take themselves too seriously. They don't know how to laugh at the at themselves anymore. Like nobody knows how to find humor in anything anymore. And it's like especially this past couple years when with COVID it's like, it's just made people so uptight and they don't know how to find joy in anything anymore. So I don't know. It's like, there's like a social sickness going on though. It's definitely a social sickness. And I don't feel like we've been more divided than we are now. I mean, I like, I was like, I was talking to a friend of mine today about the abortion issue. It's like, we can't even agree on what a human being is. Right. Yeah. Like some people can't don't think that that a child in utero is a human being. And where do you even begin to find common ground if you can't even decide what a human being is? Yeah, right? no, it's not an elephant. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a human being. You know, it's, it's, there's no other chance of it. <laughs> you know, there can't be anything else. <laughs> I, going, well, of course, it's a human being. And, I mean, it may be in a different growth stage or of human being, but it's just like, a clump oh, yeah, of cells can't... to these people. That's the thing. But yeah. I mean, it's like it's like a tumor, a parasite, and that and that also goes to a whole another thing too. It's like, why do we? Why does our society? Why do the you, you, young people in our society think of children as burdens, parasites, clump of cells, non-human things? Why is our government, why are we, why is our society, like, especially over COVID, wanting to lock up kids and keep them from going outdoors and seeing their friends, forcing them to cover up their nose and their mouth and not be able to breathe fresh air? Like, we really have devalued children so much in our society, and that is our future. Like, those are the people that, like, believe it or not, when you're old and you're shitting yourself, those are going to be the people that are going to be taking care of you. So if you don't value oh, yeah. them today, what do you think they're going to do to you when you're in a nursing home and you don't, you decided not to have kids or you decided to abort all your babies. So you don't have a family to take care of you. All these kids that you were fine with, like locking, being locked up and not being able to see their friends, not being able to get an education. Well, they're running the world now and you're stuck being taken care of by that. Exactly. I mean, I, I think we've, I think the, this little generation here has got real screwed up over the past two years. Because, like you said, if they don't, if you kept them from having a human connection, what, what makes you think they're going to value the human connection that they were supposed to have when they get older? Right. Doesn't make sense to me. 
and all and like it's just I keep seeing like people talking about the abortion debate too still even with the shooting like they want the right to discard this inconvenient thing that might disrupt their life and you're like well what life do you have that you need to preserve because all you do is go on tinder find someone to hook up with and then you go back to being alone again why don't you invite a change in your life for once like that could actually a child could actually help you grow up it could actually make you see yourself the way you need to see yourself that's one thing that kids definitely do they show you all of your imperfections and everything but you can't get better you can't become anything better without knowing what your faults are and that's what kids are really good at doing but they also give you a lot of meaning too like i mean they are going to be the ones that take care of the of us when we get old they are going to be the ones that are going to be taking over the torch when we can't take over it anymore. So why are we treating children like they're disposable and they're in our way and that they're not, they're not worth anything. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either to be honest. I really don't. And the, I have an uncle who um, is very liberal and when this whole COVID thing was happening and, pe- you know, people were complaining about having to wear masks, they didn't want to get vaccinated. And he made the statement that nobody cares about the elderly anymore. And I just wanted to be like, you got your chance to live your life, though. I want my kids to live their life. I don't want them to be shoved, you know, in a classroom with that with a mask on their face. And I don't want toxins being pushed into their into their bloodstream. I want them to be able to live like a healthy, normal life that you got to live. So, sorry, and if I don't value your life over my own children's life. Yeah, exactly. Because like I said before, I said, you know, my, my life and my kid's life trump your life any day. I mean, that's the way I am. But that's, I mean, how, uh, somebody, that's, that's how society should be. I mean, it's like, like you said, you can't expect other people to do the right thing. You've got to take care of yourself. And I think when you take care, when everybody has that mentality that I need to take care of myself, then everybody gets taken care of. You see what yeah, I mean? Because most of the time you, you, you're too busy minding your own business to worry about what somebody else is doing. Yeah. Whether you're, been, you're, you're like, oh, I don't agree with what you're doing. I don't think you should be able to do it. I mean, it's really not your business. It's like when people say, why do you need? An AR-15. I'm like, but one, it ain't none your business. I mean, Why do you need a car? Why do you need your apartment? Yeah. Why do you need uh, two thousand cats? Like, why do you need any of the stuff you have? You don't need any of that stuff, but it's your right to have it. It may it value it adds value to your life, right? You find joy in it. Let people have the things that they want. Like, get out of everybody else's way. Just worry about yourself. You know, that's that's all you really should be doing. But we have this. I feel like we also have a, a, a generation of people who don't know how to take care of themselves either. So, I mean. Or they don't want to. Yeah, but they're afraid that they won't do it right. I think that's what it is. They're afraid that without government, without public schools, without like they can't imagine a world without public schools or without um, police. And they're afraid that if they don't have it, then they can't. They can't function. Oh, yeah. Well, they ain't got no way to blame. That's the thing about it, too. A lot of people in this society, they they, they want uh, to have someone to blame for their situation in life so that they can avoid blaming themselves. But no, most of the time where you are at is because of choices you made. And if you are if you stay there, it's definitely because of choices you made. You know, I mean, yeah, some parent may throw, you know, their 18 year old out on the street and. Okay, you're homeless, and I get that. You you just got booted out. But if it's been two years, you're homeless because you're choosing to do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. that if you're still working at Taco Bell and you're thirty something years old, that's your choice. I mean, go do something. I I had this one dude that um, Mm -hmm. he he was always complaining about how he he had a baby. He had you know his his girlfriend and his baby were living together. And he was always complaining about how broke they were, and he was wanting the government to take care of them and stuff like that. Like, dude, why, why don't you get a job? You know? And he was like, well, I got a job. I was like, no, other than that, this little drinky dink restaurant, why don't you get mm-hmm. a job with insurance? 
good pay and stuff like that. It's like, well, they do drug tests. I was like, okay, so so what? They, well, I like to smoke weed. I'm like, then you need to learn how to prioritize. That's your choice, bro. You right. know, I mean, either either get a job that it's okay with you being high, or mm-hmm. stop smoking weed so you can take care of your priorities. I mean, he eventually did that, which was good. You know, he, he quit smoking and he got him a job. And he's like, yeah, but I shouldn't be, have to stop doing what I do to makes me happy to, you know have a job. I was like, no, 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 you're not doing it to have a job. You're doing it to provide for your family. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. You're well, I mean, to be wrong. real though, if it's just like a job where you have to take a drug test to get, to get the job, like, unless they, they tell you they give random drug tests, you're probably good. Yeah. <laughs> After I that. I was like, <laughs> so don't smoke weed for a while. Take a drug test. And yeah. Get high on weed. <laughs> like that day, just go home. <laughs> yeah. It's like I had to take a drug test, you know, when I when I got my job. I mean, I, I choose not to smoke weed simply because it's just not a priority of mine. But I'm mm-hmm. like, if I did want to, I ain't gonna worry about it, not unless I do something stupid at work and they drug test me. But you know, most jobs don't anyway. So like, well, I got to pass the drug, just pass the drug test, dumbass. <sighs> but yeah, I think that's. I mean, all that was basically just to kind of like the bigger issue is our mental health. Like, I don't think that, and I'm not just talking about America, I think the entire world's mental health has gone downhill over the past couple of years. I think it has been deteriorating anyways, because we've lost our, uh, most of these countries that in Europe, they rely so heavily on their government for so many things. They don't know how to be, be reliable to themselves. And... I mean, America, we've been going through a major shift in values. And so it it really makes it really does not surprise me that we have mass shootings with the way that if you just turn on your computer and you get you look at social media, just the amount of hate that people have towards each other, towards huge swaths of people. It really is surprising. We don't have actually. And that, that's I mean, probably where we need to do years, We got, we got yeah. family members that don't talk to each other over this crap anymore. Oh, just, I know. Of course, now I think we're fixing to have a big influx of Canadians moving here since Trudeau well, is banning handguns. <laughs> maybe it'll be the good Canadians, though. I'll be okay with that. Oh, yeah. It'll be, be the ones running away for good reasons. Yeah. There's a few Canadians I, I can uh, think of that I would like to be down here. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so sad that they have to deal with that flaming homosexual, but whatever. <sighs> let's just, I mean, let's just be real. Like, Trudeau likes dudes. Um, it, nothing wrong with that. Just, why can't you just be honest about it? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ain't nothing like seeing a fire in the closet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. Well, um, I guess... Any any other um, things that you want to say about gun control, mass shootings, all of that? Not really. I mean, I, I don't think gun control will help. I don't think banning uh, assault rifles will help. I think it's a society problem. I think it's mental society, mental problem, and the abundance of soft targets. I mean, it's instead of like I said, instead of hoping that somebody doesn't come in and shoot up the school, why don't you try to protect the school? You know, mm-hmm. do something to stop it instead of hoping somebody else does something right. It doesn't make any sense to me. I agree with you about the teachers. I think that not you don't need to make it mandatory, but the teachers that want to conceal carry, they can keep it on them on them and they don't have to tell anybody about it. And they can, they can just most of the time, you know, just be ready in case something does happen. Train with their weapon so they know what to do, um, so, you know, that kind of thing. And I think most people that own guns that do conceal carry, they do train with their weapon and they do try to, you know, be up to date on all of that. Yeah, for real. Like, <sighs> yeah, I say fortify the school, protect the schools, and you know, we protect everything else, you know, mm-hmm. and we leave our schools wide open. Doesn't make sense. I don't need. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's that's all you can say about that. Um, Dave, yep. thanks for coming on, and 
you know, we need to do this more often. I miss having these conversations with you. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I miss having conversations with you, too. It's been, like, almost two years, actually, I think. <laughs> so, but it was... It's been a while. Yes, and it's glad. I'm glad we don't have to talk about COVID too much this time. Um, all right, um, guys, thanks for listening. And as always, you can find us on Instagram, even though we're heavily shadow banned. Um, we're uh, we're on uh, Girl Foxes Who Nap. That's our backup account. And uh, the Voluntary Vixens on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook on Instagram or Facebook at Voluntary Vixens and then Twitter is Vixens Voluntary. Dave, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Oh yeah, one of the biggest places you can find me is uh, TikTok. I have a TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are this missing out if you're not. <laughs> this is this is the second one I've had. I had one before and it got decently sized, and then I got banned. So then I opened up a new one. You can find me at. Uh, Old Uncle Dave 2.0. Um, I'll be there. You can find me on Twitter. And I think Twitter's, I can't remember. Just look for the Morning Drive podcast. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, I think, is Old Uncle Dave. Uh, that's about it. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. That's usually where I'm at. Better listen to the Morning Drive with David podcast and hear me talk every now and then. Um, yeah, that's it. To be honest with you. All right, guys. Well, as usual, just keep it sane, keep it peaceful, and keep it voluntary. 